0: It doesn't. And I have three different downloadable recipe guides for you over at drlisao.com forward slash keto cookbooks. You can grab them all for 20 bucks. I have an entire book on keto-friendly desserts, keto-friendly appetizers, cocktails, and mocktails, and an entire recipe guide. So don't struggle through the holiday season trying to figure out what you're going to eat to keep your diet in check. I've got you all hooked up drlisao.com forward slash keto cookbooks or click the link below. DrLisaO.com. Click the shop link or click the link below. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the show. You guys are going to love my guest here today. We are deep diving into a topic that we talked about previously on the show. And I feel as if over the course of the last... And you this guest today will be able to really give us more details. But I feel over the last 10 years has become a conversation that more and more of my friends are speaking about. So I want to know about his story. I have Dr. Rob here with me. He is a board certified plastic surgeon, but he really has a specialty in the breast implant illness. So lo and behold, I know like a lot of my friends went and had these done 20, 30 years ago, and then all of a sudden ended up getting sick and nobody put it back together with that. So how did you get involved with this? Obviously being a board certified plastic surgeon.
1: Sure. uh, My background is cancer. I was in uh, medical school for about two weeks and my sister called me and said she had breast cancer. And of course, because I was in medical school, she wanted to know how to take care of it and asked me or her little brother because I was a doctor. It's like, no, I'd been there for two weeks. So, anyway, fortunately, uh, she got connected with very good specialists. And so I learned a lot about breast cancer early on in my medical school training. And then I always wanted to be a surgeon. So I became a plastic surgeon with a bent towards reconstructive surgery for breast cancer, head and neck cancer. Cancers and tumors of extremities. So that was most of, of my early career was spent taking care of cancer patients. And I had a cancer patient find me on the internet who had relocated to Austin, where I am now, and needed help with her breast reconstruction. She was having problems with it. I was uncomfortable. And I met with her and examined her and everything. And everything appeared to be fine on the outside. Um, She's just like many patients who've gone through lots of surgeries, which happens with cancer was tired of a reconstruction didn't want it anymore and so just like when i you know was listening to my sister if you just listen everybody will tell you what they what they want to have done and i helped her you know through that process and i did all of her consultations all of her laboratory work was reviewed by me all everything was taken care of by me and when i did her surgery nothing unusual was found and uh She had asked me about an in-block capsulectomy, which is part of the the language used to describe how to remove these. Recently, there was an article that doesn't want us using that language, uh, which is fine. In-block is basically a term used when you're describing removal of tumors. And I was very familiar with doing that because that's most of what I had done in my career. So I took it out that way. It was not an unusual or difficult thing for me to do. And I sent everything off. Whenever you take out patient who had cancer, uh, you take out their scar, you always send that to make sure they don't have any recurrent cancer. And I always take cultures to make sure that in an implant environment there wasn't a, a hidden infection. And so this information all came back slowly over the next, you know, week. She didn't have any cancer, thank goodness. Uh, she was clear from that standpoint. So when I got back the rest of her stuff, it said she had an E. coli infection. Oh. And so I was just like you, were a little startled I was uh, I was, well let me see if I missed something here. And the paperwork, you know, maybe I, something was off and I missed it. so I went back through everything and all of her blood work was normal. Her physical exam were normal. All of her pictures, when you review them, you know, even magged up, you don't see any redness or any unusual findings. And, and I was just like, well, okay, I missed that completely. So that was a little alarming. So her number one problem had been fatigue. And that's basically... Of course, if you have an infection, you would be tired.
0: But (laughs) how many women are just fatigued anyways? You know, you think of like, that can be so many different symptoms too. But obviously with an infection.
1: Hers was just a blatant infection that was underlying. And and so I was just like, it really kind of set me back. Because one, I had this rule, you know, from my sister and her experiences, I would never miss a patient who had cancer. So I wouldn't not order a test or I would not pursue something because I didn't want to miss that. Because, you know, the doctors took care of my sister. They found her cancer early and she was, you know, saved because of that. So I presume it was this uh, patient of mine who put me on a forum or said something about me in the community that says, oh, you know, Dr. Whitfield will listen to you about breast implant problems and breast implant illness. Back then, I didn't even know that was a term. So slowly I started having cosmetic patients show up who wanted their impact implants removed because of breast implant illness and wanted me to do it this the same way I took care of them, And so I was like, okay, well, I missed this once, So I'm not going to do that again. And so if somebody came in there complaining of fatigue, but looked totally normal and just wanted their implants out, you know, I was, I understood and was suspicious that that was a problem yet again. And so I kind of went about this the same way as I did for, you know, a cancer patient. And I had these really equivocal results. Everybody would get better after I took them out to a degree, but not everybody had an infection. So I was like, okay, I don't understand what's going on. What am I missing? Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's a lot of reasons why you have problems. So obviously there's more more than one reason. I didn't really like that as an answer. So I stopped using what's called a CLIA-based lab, which are labs like CPL, CORE, LabQuest, because technically you have to have greater than a hundred thousand colonies of bacteria to have an infection well that may be an infection in you and not me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in her you couldn't see anything but she had an infection based on those laboratory findings and those parameters so i switched to pcr testing which because of covid everybody understands everybody what a pcr <laughs> test now so when i say i use pcr testing we like oh yeah I know what that is. Yeah. But back then, I'd say, I'm going to do a okay. PCR test. People are like, what does that mean? So anyway, I've used PCR testing since Valentine's Day of 2019. Okay. So I have over 500 PCR tested samples, biofilm, which you can call yeah. a low-level amount of bacterial contamination is found. Before COVID, I would find it pretty frequently. But because COVID limited travel after COVID, it's... Not been as prevalent in my practice, but now people start to travel again. So now I see it ramp back up.
0: Biofilms. You're not seeing that as prevalent?
1: Or I no? didn't see. Well, my caseload wow. went down.
0: Yeah, obviously. And then yeah. people
1: who were traveling to me who had sought me out because they were sick or wanted this done, it decreased and I was dealing with people more local right. or regional. And I think there's a lot more providers obviously now. And so yeah. you don't see... I mean i used to be like one of a handful and Mm -hmm. now there's you know probably well over 100 of them or not as experienced but they're trying to help take care of patients right so pcr testing is is being you know invaluable to me in terms of highlighting really illuminating you know what's going on so if you have one bacterial colony one copy the dna is there and i check that box so i'm very happy when i find that i feel like okay this is one very easily to explain to the client, this this is on here and this can turn on, activate your immune system. So you're constantly fighting an infection. You'll get tired, fatigued. You won't feel well. You can have muscle and joint pains from inflammation. I mean, that all kind of follows. Then about like a third of the patients, they didn't have anything. And so back then, circa 2016, it was like, well, when I had a lot of friends who are functional medicine practitioners, I had nutritionists and I'd try to bend their ears and I had done a lot of genetic testing of my own because I have gluten problems and all this other junk with MTHFR. That's always fun. (laughs) So I was like, it's got to be one of these. I just don't know which SNP or what pathway it is. So Mm -hmm. I was in a position to help fund education. And in 2019, I gave testimony at the FDA hearings about breast implant illness. And I was sitting behind a lady who was... He was not properly taken care of and had recurrent lymphoma or uncleared lymphoma on her ribs. And so I was like, you know, I gave testimony right after her. And I was like, it was an awful story. I mean, if it would have been done hopefully properly, that wouldn't have been the issue at all. And so, you know, I got up there and I, just fine. I said, look, you know, we got to get a handle on this so that this instance, you know, her testimony that she just gave never happens. Right. We should be able to avoid that. And so we tried to earmark funds and then COVID happened. So the studies we identified and funded had to be delayed, but some of them are starting to come out now, but they're early on. And so you don't have large amounts of experience. Like my audit of my patients is probably the largest there is a PCR testing in the world. And now we're looking more at personal genetics and identifying like it's not a SNP so much as it is, you know, detox pathways missing or maybe one part of their pathway has so much functionality that they're hyperactive. And then they over respond to the situation. Mm
0: My Nourish Balance Thrive Supplement line has finally arrived. I am so excited to share them with you all. I have been taking the products for months now to test them first. And now that they are here for you, I wanna share with you my favorite product of all of them. They're all really amazing, but this one is the Nourish Liver Support. We talk about toxicity a lot on the pod from our food and our environment to the air that we breathe and the water that we drink. And as you've heard me say, if we're not getting rid of toxins, on a daily basis, they're going to store in certain areas of your body. Kind of think of it being stored in your fat. So as I've told so many of my patients over the years, if they're struggling with weight loss, one reason could be an overburdened Body, because you just got so many extra toxins being stored in the fat, and your body won't release that fat. So, we've got to be able to help filter the stuff out, and your liver is a filter. So, the Nourish Liver Support, I absolutely love. You can check it out at drlisao.com. Click on shop or just click the link below. I want to introduce you to my newest product, Balance Tea, in my Nourish Balance Thrive line. What is balanced tea? This is balancing out testosterone. It might just be the supplement that you've been missing in your entire routine. Ladies, I don't want you to freak out thinking this is only for men. This is also for you. We need testosterone in the right amounts to promote lean, sexy muscle. So if you are realizing you're doing your workouts, you're not really gaining muscle mass, you can't figure out what's going on you might want this product. So I absolutely love it. I noticed a huge change in my workouts immediately after I started testing it out. So check it out. Grab a bottle for you. Grab a bottle for your hubby. You're going to love it. Click the link below. Otherwise, drlisao.com and then click on the shop button. So you are looking at it from even, I guess the guests that I've talked to in the past are like, okay, we found that there was mold in the silicone implants. There was, you know, different things that way, but you're also looking at it as an the detoxification pathway may not be there. And so your body is reacting to something external put inside then, or, or how yeah. are you looking at it that
1: way? Yeah, sure. I mean, if we just look at our environments, our yeah. environments, are My terrible God, everything's mold. toxic. Yeah. All right, so I live in Austin, we have a ton of mold yeah so mold's a huge problem here yeah and so i may have somebody who comes in who's really cognitively doing poorly Mm -hmm. and so is that all breast implant illness well not always they may have mold they may have lyme they may have breast implant illness they may have all three at the same time exactly they can have a
0: low thyroid throw that in there too for every woman too right like
1: yes yeah and so women who've had kids thyroiditis often Mm -hmm. Copper deficiencies, micronutrient deficiencies, gluten sensitivity. Live in a place that's got environmental toxicity. They work in a place that has mold, or live in a place that has mold. So, I mean, it's a pretty big spectrum of things that you have to look for. And when I work people up, I work them up like a functional medicine practitioner, and and do a total toxicity burden test, and genetic testing, hormone testing, and food sensitivity testing. Good, yeah. We've identified most of what I think or so far, what I think is responsible, but I'm always learning and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out. I'm sure somebody'll come in someday soon and
0: I won't have any idea what to do with them. But And that's what it means, right? Doctor means teacher. We go through and we learn it. So then how many cases are you doing? Like, typically, are you all ex-plants now at this point? Are you still doing implants? Or do you do implants differently if you do well, do them?
1: Yeah, what I did for a long time was I never was the quote-unquote implant guy because I did cancer surgery. My bent was always different. I was about 70-80% oncologic reconstruction and then a smattering of cosmetics. And I never put in big implants. So I wasn't a hit in Texas at all. <laughs> so, you know, it's your aesthetic... I Mine was never for very big. So I just, I would tell people like, oh, Dr. Lisa, I don't think you should have that size. It doesn't fit your frame. And that would just put off people and then that's fine. Uh, so I never had that many. I always followed each patient very much the same though. So I think that's why I was a little taken back by breast implant illness because I hadn't seen it in my practice with my cancer patients. And I followed them real closely very close to the first year and then annually after that. So I always kind of knew what was happening. I had not seen that. So it was really a confusing thing. And so as I transitioned and did more and more cosmetics until I went purely cosmetic, really in 2019, I would take care of breast implant problems or quote unquote breast implant cripples. People who had been operated on a bunch of times. And had problems because I knew how to fix them because of my background in reconstructive surgery. So I could get people's capture contractures or malpositions or kind of strange looking breast implant jobs taken care of so that they felt good about them after that investment. But slowly, I just came to the point where I wasn't putting any implants in and I was only dealing with bad problems. And even in my hands, eventually those can have their own problems and then people are not happy. So I just decided I'm just going to do holistic transformations with your own fat. So I take old ones out and use your fat from love handles, abdomen, inner, outer thighs, bra areas to just rejuvenate and re-volumize the breast.
0: Got it. That makes so much like more sense rather than putting something external in, obviously looking at it from a holistic approach.
1: Right, it's not going to be a really it, it can't be like an implant. I tell everybody that and they, and you know, basically the people I'm working with are just looking to feel better. Yeah. and improve and and they understand the, you know, differences of of implants versus what I can do with their own fat and they I get some very nice results. They look very natural people get an improvement in their waist area that they like. Right. So the it's like area. going for like
0: this liposuction then too. <laughs> right.
1: So I try to make it a, a win-win. You know? Yeah. So
0: Well, it's has yeah. interesting. And like I said, I noticed it probably maybe eight years ago, probably 2014, 2013-ish, a little bit longer yeah. maybe, where there are a lot of people that started talking about the issues they were having. And so they were probably at that point, I would say maybe 10 years old of having had their... Um, implants, so it was a huge opening, like eye opening for a lot of people to realize that whatever they had done in their twenties, thinking it was going to be this great thing, and then realizing the health issues they were having later on. I mean, I even remember walking into a seminar once with one of the guys, and his wife was there, and just she, I mean, hair was falling out, everything, like just you could tell that her whole body had so much burden. And then she started talking about it on social media later, where it had a huge change after she had had them removed.
1: Well, I mean, there's now, you know, a tipping point and like we had discussed before starting Danica Patrick has has been on Good Morning America discussing, you know, breast and blood illness and a colleague of mine, Dr. Sean Parsons did her explant and, um, you know, it's a big deal for a plastic surgeon to get on mm-hmm. a telecast like that and talk about it. I, I've taken a fair amount of heat for my position over time and when I was in leadership, I had to be. Very discreet about what I was saying and and, Mm -hmm. and posting or anything like that. And and now, uh, you know, I just try to follow facts. And if someone comes in with fatigue and headaches and joint pain and muscle pain and, you know, unexplained respiratory issues, clearing their throat constantly, hair loss, skin rashes, Mm -hmm. memory issues, cognitive decline, depression, anxiety, insomnia, and has breast implants, I pretty much think that they have implant illness or mold or Lyme or all of the above. And the job is just to figure out one, you know, how to care for them in the most, uh, you know, safe and efficient manner. And then, you know, deal with what's going to be a a big visual issue for them Mm -hmm. because they've gotten used to looking a certain way. And I think that what holds a lot of people back and, you know, you got to take care of yourself and get out of your own mind sometimes to understand that moving forward means you're going to have to, you know, accept yeah. these certain changes and I do my best to help. And I, I've become very adept at that part yeah. and getting the best results.
0: And that's huge. I think it's one of those things. It's like, it's what defines us as a woman a lot of times. And maybe this is even, we shouldn't talk about it anymore. Who knows what we are allowed to talk about anymore. I feel like, right. but um, <laughs> <laughs> is it politically correct to say that the breast define women or not? But the fact is like so many women that sit there and, and You know, we've talked about it on the podcast before, even with breast cancer and when it's removed, you, you feel like you've lost your femininity. So the fact of like going down sizes or whatever it is, but dealing with, we've got to realize of taking care of ourselves. But there is again, something virtuous as a woman that we take care of everybody else and we put ourselves on the back burner. So ladies, if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like you deserve it to yourself to like figure out what it is. And I really applaud you for taking that holistic approach saying, okay, we've, we've got X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C and everything here. Let's look at her yeah. as a whole and figure out what the possibilities are instead of just chasing after one symptom, which we see so much in traditional I'll modern you medicine. That, you know,
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the reason I'm a surgeon is because I don't like masking symptoms. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Surgery is about solving problems. So I never would have been a good GP for you. Not my thing. So I want to know exactly what's causing the problem and I want to take care of it. So I just did a consult before I came on with you and people come in for body contouring, right? They want to reshape a waist or thigh or broad area like we talked about. Here's what I do. I check your food sensitivity testing and all your blood work to make sure that your hormones are balanced, your thyroid's functioning, your sex hormones are appropriate because you can't recover Without all of those things actually being taken care of, examined, and, and treated appropriately, mm-hmm. because people are going to get upset with me if they stay swollen longer, if they have you know what's perceived as a bad visual outcome, because just a layer of fluid—think of like your dish sponge next to your counter in the kitchen—it's dry, but when you fill it with fluid, what happens? It expands. And after surgery, because of what I do, there's fluid. And from the moment I get finished, I know what it's supposed to be. I was there. I did it. I know exactly how it should look at three months. But from the moment I get done and put you in compression or whatever I've done, you're going to swell. And then it's a function of getting that swelling out with a combination of compression and ice and anti-inflammatories and holistic anti-inflammatories and. Whatever, we have a a lymphatic therapist. We have a a lymphatic massage device. And those are the things that beguile me and used to be really bad and bother me until I started like being really a micromanager of what goes in your mouth and your blood work and your environment. Usually once I get all of that organized, it's rare that I have people fall out because people who want to work like that, Do great with me. People who don't, don't come to me.
0: Isn't it crazy? I mean, I'm a chiropractor and a naturopathist. So I always laugh. And it's a going like going joke in our practice from basically Halloween to Valentine's Day. Like when I go to adjust them, and if they're like, oh, that hurts, like I'm like, lay off the sweets. Like I know exactly what the diet is. Way too many carbohydrates. And also, obviously, if people, if you're in so much pain, too many carbs in the diet, folks. Like we've got to get rid of that inflammation. So Yeah, it's huge. Like people don't understand that every bite they take, man, they're either like they're digging their grave or they're building some health, so.
1: (laughs) Well, I used to just put people on gluten-free, dairy-free diets, and I think people would blow that off pretty quickly. Now I've just, I make everybody do an Alcat and I just look at it and I'm like, here's your game plan. You need 100 grams. Now you're even more
0: strict than just gluten and (laughs) dairy-free.
1: Right, like you need 100 grams of protein a day when I operate because of X, Y, Z, and this is how you recover. And I've forgotten more about nutrition than most people will ever know because the guys who trained me specifically were part of the group or genre of surgeons that brought together IV nutrition to keep really, really ill patients alive. So I used to have to calculate the calories needed for a 200-gram neonate in the NICU Mm -hmm. and a 400-pound man in a house fire. They'd make you do all this stuff. So, you know, you kind of block it out. You're just like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. But now here I am, you know, I'm doing food sensitivity testing and telling people how to eat and, you know, calories. And they look at me like, why is he talking? I'm like, why is a plastic surgeon telling Mm -hmm. me all this? Because if you're trying to improve your external appearance then everything you put in your mouth dictates that.
0: I know. I get it all the time where people are like, really, how old are you? And it was like, it is It's the fact of good nutrition. It's chiropractic adjustments it's, you know, it's not like the stupid right. lotions and creams. It's literally like building good health from the inside. So awesome. Absolutely. So share with them where they can find out more information about you.
1: So we have two ways. I actually have a devoted breast implant illness site called breast implant And then I have my own site, drrobertwhitfield.com. And you can find me on Instagram, drrobertwhitfield.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This was fabulous. Did you like that episode? I absolutely love having the opportunity to interview some of the best and brightest guests and to share them with all of you. So if I may ask you a huge favor, I would love it if you went on over to Apple Podcasts and gave us a review. I personally read each and every one of them as they come in, and I am always inspired by your feedback. So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is The Legalese. I want to introduce you to my newest product, Balance Tea, in my Nourish Balance Thrive line. What is Balance Tea? This is balancing out testosterone. It might just be the supplement that you've been missing in your entire routine. Ladies, I don't want you to freak out thinking this is only for men. This is also for you. We need testosterone in the right amounts to promote Lean Sexy Muscle. So if you are realizing you're doing your workouts, you're not really gaining muscle mass, you can't figure out what's going on, you might want this product. So I absolutely love it. I noticed a huge change in my workouts immediately after I started testing it out. So check it out. Grab a bottle for you. Grab a bottle for your hubby. You're going to love it. Click the link below. Otherwise, DrLisaO.com and then click on the shop button.